Welcome to the Jersey Shore Musicians Podcast. I'm Matt. That's Jeff. Hello. And tonight, we got the guys from Vessels. Ah, golf clap. Golf Hello. Clap. Okay. There you go. You guys out. Introduce yourselves. Yeah, yeah. Let's go left to right, I guess. Uh, hi, I'm Sean, and I do the, the hooting and the hollering on the tracks. <laughs> is, is that the technical term for it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it's going to say that on the EP, hoots and hollers. <laughs> yeah, Carmine, drums. William Endor, Bill Bass. Endor? Endor. <laughs> like the Ewoks? <laughs> Wait, you're from Lord of the Rings? Anyway. Uh, and I'm Chuck. I play guitar. All right. Well, welcome, guys. You know, it's yeah. good to have you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Guys, First uh, podcast as a band. You find a place okay? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, I made I made some dangerous traffic maneuvers. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. They like to keep you on your toes. You yeah, know, I, like I literally uh, drove in reverse for like an entire block down Fisher. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, good. that, that probably good. happens down here normally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, to, I don't know, maybe someone listening to this doesn't know about Fisher. That's a bad idea. There's a lot of cars on that road. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We like to start things off. How did you guys form as a band? Let's hear the story. Um, this is no. a long and winding tale, to be honest. Well, Carmine and I have played together for almost the better part of 30 years in one band or another. So this was just probably our fourth band, and it just. I don't know. You were playing in Stagger already. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. doing anything. This is, we figure, it was eight years ago, roughly. And I just started having some mm-hmm. ideas and called Carmine up, asked if he wanted a jam. We got uh, our old bass player, Chris, who was in our previous band, Face Down. We got him to play with us, too. And we just started jamming. And we tried having a singer. Didn't quite work out. So we just kept doing an instrumental trio. And yeah. that, that was how it was for quite a while. So that's how it started, though. Yeah, it was just that's, us. That's why I say I do the hooting and the hollering. Well, because the singer, the the singer didn't hollering. work out. So. <laughs> yeah. No I singing, just, just hooting. Yeah, exactly. Just hollering. Just hollering. hollering. But yeah. that's a little bit of an interesting story, story, too, is how you came into yeah. the fold, too. So Which I, I always enjoy talking about. Oh. So, uh, like, how long ago was it? Like, at this point, like, five or six years? Yeah. Yeah. So they had a Craigslist ad out for a singer like six years ago, I think. Uh, so that's a gamble right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I at that point had not, I had not done ba- bands or music in a very long time, and I, I think many musicians and people in local bands and stuff, you know, you, you just give up a lot. You feel like I'm done with this shit. So I was on like my fifth. I'm done with this shit. And then one day I was like, ah, I'm not really doing anything. I'll go on the Craigslist and see if anyone wants to say. Maybe it. I'm not done with this shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Keeps calling me back. And uh, I went on there, and they were looking for a uh, a singer and, and a holler. Yeah, who a uh, holler? And I. Um, you know, the, I liked the little uh, the clip. I, I thought it sounded like Snap Casey or Quick Sandy, uh, Helmet E. Mm. So I was into it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we went there. I tried out. And I just basically over the course of like the next five years, um, they I would jam with them once a year. And then something would happen where I wouldn't come back. Either there was a miscommunication or... Chris decided that he didn't like the way I sang or just they decided to be instrumental again. And it was only a year ago that we were finally like, all right, you're the guy now. <laughs> so, so you already yeah. tried out like, I don't know, four times. Yeah, well, our, our basis, our former basis, Chris, was just not into what Sean was doing. And he just had something different in mind. And, um, you know, we were just going back and forth. We didn't want to come across as being flaky, but we were so happy with the music. We're like, we just need somebody who's going to really accent it and bring their own thing to it. But it's hard. We were already playing as a band for a few years to bring vocals into it. At that point, seemed a little odd. So we just, you know, the first time was, I don't remember what the second time was. And then the third time was a charm. Yeah, so. I don't know. It was, it was literally like once a year, someone would hit me up and be like, "Hey, you want to jam again?" It was me. I'd be like, <laughs> "It was me." Like Sean, you want to go hang out? All right. I'm like I don't know. Can my heart take this again? <laughs> oh, rejection. Yeah. Uh, 
Poor guy. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, brings me to the next question because the way that you guys are describing it. So then, to find the style, like you know, we're we're floating between instrumental and vocalist, mm. or I'm sorry, hooting and hollering. <laughs> and, you know, so there must be some kind of style thing that you guys are. So let's dive into that a little. This is my favorite. I love to talk about this because, and 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 maybe you guys know from being in bands is uh. People in a band do not know what genre of band they are whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like people come at you from left field and say all kinds of shit. And be like, I didn't. Oh yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think we were a Mariah Carey cover band, but mm-hmm. I was going to say Barry Mello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Half the audience <laughs> is saying it, and they're wearing her shirt, so I guess it's true. <laughs> yeah, the crooner vibe was definitely something we were going for. Okay. Um, well, I don't know. One of my one of my customers heard us for the first time a couple weeks ago, and he said it, we sounded like the, the Jesus lizard through a, a metal filter. So, I mean, again, it's like it's up to people's interpretations. I mean, mm-hmm. there's definitely metal there. There's the noise rock element. There's like the post hardcore element, like Sean said, with like quicksand and helmet and things like that. I mean, yeah. you gotta be you gotta be careful with the post hardcore genre because the. Uh the, the meaning of the word changes all the time. Yeah, like... I like, believe right now it's screamy emo. I don't know. Right. When it used we to were, be Fugazi. Our, our, <laughs> we thought post-hardcore was was literally post-hardcore, like, yeah. bands that were coming out of hardcore and making something new, you know, so that yeah. that really appealed to us, Carmine and I, when we were younger. It was, yeah. like, it was the 90s, and it was, like, that time when a lot of bands were really... Expa- heavy rock bands were expanding their sound, yeah. but, yeah. you know... Thrash was still big then, and, but we yeah. were really into death metal too. So we were really like listening to Obituary all the time, but we were listening to Quicksand or Nirvana, things like that. So yeah, we just like wrote a song the way we just felt that day. Yeah, you know, whatever yeah. clicked, you know, it could be like like it could be like a death metal riff or, or a hardcore riff or mm-hmm. just a rock riff, or we would just jam on it and be like, hey, let's make a let's go with this. And see what what, uh, what genre do you think we are, Bill? Yeah, come on, Bill. Throw it in there, man. I think we're blues. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. There. The man says I mean, <laughs> gotta have the blues. I am. I am very sad. We're <laughs> a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, like you said, though, it's it's really open. To, like it's up to interpretation of a yeah. lot of people. Because like you guys have heard useless. We played with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We're like stoner, doomy, sludge. Yeah. yeah. And we played a show in LBI a couple weeks ago, and this chick wrote an article about it in the paper, in the sandpaper, and she's like, "You could really hear the Rage Against the Machine in there." And I'm like, "Yeah. Wow. Where? I would Where? not. That would be one of the. I would never, never put that. Are here. you mad at the machine? Yeah. I, I mean, a little bit, but so uh, I mean, they must really- shine through more than you." I guess it's their interpretation you know people yeah. are gonna hear what they want to hear yeah, no, yeah. for sure for the, sure the funniest one was and I think I can't remember who said this but we're, I'm friends with this band Operants and they literally sound like oh god now I'm gonna say it and if they ever listen to this they'll probably make fun of me whatever I say but kind of a kind of like like, like wiry or a, um, gang like gang of four. four like very just kind of like dancey post punk kind of stuff um, or even like waves a little surfy. But anyway, someone came up to him after the show and said, you guys remind me of Motorhead. Yeah. So left field. Right? <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> well, you yeah. just get a mustache and you're good to go, man. Yeah. But hey, they were into it. They thought it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess if somebody calls out Motorhead in you, that's a good thing. To say. Yeah. Yeah. Motorhead's I fucking mean, great. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I think to circle back to the original thing when we were talking about us being instrumental and then bringing Sean in, what I heard when I heard his vocals was that it was in a different register. It was a little higher end. And I thought that that would be a good, a good, you know, I, he, I heard Fugazi in his voice. I heard, it gives a little more contrast. Right. Yeah. And I just thought it wouldn't be what typically people would expect because we did have a kid who was like a screamer and he was good. It just, I felt like it was going to become too one dimensional. Yeah. So it's just, that's was my thing. But you know, Chris was never into that kind of stuff. He couldn't really understand where I was coming from. Carmine even was like a little hesitant about it for a while too, yeah. you know, because we don't want to take anything real. away from Let's be real, reason. Carmine. You're still hesitant about oh, it. Let's have <laughs> Carmine still changes his drum beats from 10 yeah. years ago. So yeah. he obviously is, uh, you know. You, you think, think guys would get, uh, this would get more hits if like we, me and him start fighting now? It's possible. <laughs> okay. So we're at the shot. I mean, why why don't we do hits in here? Why do- next week for the Rumble <laughs> Rumble. 
<laughs> Why don't you like me, Karma? Your podcast became about backyard wrestling all of a sudden. Now Those stones gonna... are going to hurt, too. So. <laughs> Break so, his back on this table. So, all right, out of the fighting now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I saw a couple, uh, what was that, on Instagram, you guys were in a studio. Are you guys working, currently working on EP, album, single, something? Yeah. Well, so, yeah, we uh, those pictures from the one we already released... Okay. Uh, how long did we release that? Like, well, I think we started around ago? October of last yeah. year recording because that was we were waiting for Pete Andrews from Submergent to reopen, you know, because okay. of COVID, mm-hmm. and that's I think when we started. Mm-hmm. And it took us a couple months of like you know going once a week to track and and um, we uh, we were really happy with the results. I think we did yeah. we did five songs. Yeah, we did yeah. five songs. Yep, and it's out now. Yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. Where's it out on that people? Spotify, can... Apple. Okay. So yeah, we oh, put oh, two digital of the markets. So you're making seven yeah. cents every time. Every yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> seven cents. That's generous. Shit, they go down. I seven cents. <laughs> we uh, no, well, she gets twelve. Spotify bowl with that three tenths of a penny. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> we uh, we put like we did like the single on Spotify. So there's only there's a single on a B side, so to speak, on okay. on Spotify and and Apple Music and all that, and then um. The rest of it's on Bandcamp, where someone could maybe give us five dollars for it. Mm-hmm. One purchase kills what we'd make on Spotify, and I think like three people. Buy it. People should always support Spotify, uh, Bandcamp. Bandcamp's also mean when they do like the Bandcamp Fridays, yeah. where you know they yes. give, they don't take yeah. their cuts. And, well, they were yeah, the only ones awesome. that stepped up during COVID, oh, I yeah. mean, like to help musicians out. I mean, I was really like, not that I was surprised, but I just felt like. A lot of other corporations stepped up and tried to do something to help out people, but yeah, Spotify and Apple didn't do anything. Cause yeah, because no, nobody, been a good nobody way. gives a shit about music anymore, man. No, no I know. It's we a, talk it's about it on here all the time, yeah. especially like you guys know how hard it is to get people to go to shows. Nobody yep. cares anymore. Yeah. Yep. The older we end, we're also we're really spoiled because there's a lot of places that we could have potentially gone to shows. So we're like, oh, next time, next time, next time. But yeah, even playing in a band or us being spectators to go to a show, even like, how much do you have to be like convinced to go to a show, you know, but it's, I don't know. It's, yeah. And it's, it's a tough, uh, a- anywhere book right in is usually booking like cover bands or whatever. So yeah. Sh- SOL. I mean, outside of like Asbury and Red Bank, you know, it's hard to get a gig in these, these here times. <laughs> yeah. And especially right around here. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. We, we've yeah, talked yeah. about it a couple times now, especially like Ocean County itself lacks like a real venue yeah, like the, a, yeah you, you know like if you go to like even like something like house of independence of that level they, there's mm-hmm. nothing yeah, around nothing. here no. yep. you're going to asbury or atlantic city yeah yeah yep. that's even, why even asbury though now is starting to get more cover bands yeah because you know? they they it's like they see money because yeah. people will come in droves to hear other people the play. pony wonder yeah. bar yeah i mean all thanksgiving eve shows there's not one original person it's yep. all yep. covers uh mcloon's that's yep. another one. Those three right there are putting on the biggest. I think it's like Brian Kirk and the Jerks, mm-hmm. Eddie Testaban, and Joe Bonanno. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. you're watching tribute acts, like yeah. you know, which I I would rather do that than go to watch a cover band. Honestly, if it's the but, right yeah. tribute, yeah, that's true too. I've <laughs> well, seen like <laughs> tributes where I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like is tragedy that? was the best tribute band I ever heard in my life. I saw them play at House of Independence. They were. I think they're from New York. They're, I played uh, with. I played. They're uh, an ABBA band, right? An ABBA yeah, tribute. but yeah, they're I like played, a metal band. But I they played. Play I ABBA. opened for them at the Lanes. Oh man, yeah. they're so such good musicians. They have the sequined outfits on. They do like some <laughs> Neil. I think they even do like Neil Diamond and like. I mean, they're the guy's got one of those operatic. But I mean, that, that was they were awesome. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're, they're very talented. Very yeah. talented. Yeah. But, no, the only uh, the only it, venue in like like Tom's River I see consistently is the Log Cabin. That's more like Manchester. Yeah, it's Pinelake Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, there's oh, some... Oh, they do original bands there? Yeah, it's literally just like... It's a log cabin and... It's more like a DIY there. kind of show. Yeah, okay. The, the Brighton, Brighton Bar guys? Or? No, that's no. like Mike Ramirez oh. and all them. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to poor man. Yep. My boy Mike, Curiosities. <laughs> <laughs> so, when we, when we wanted tracking the... Uh, when we were tracking these things with, uh, with Pete, um, we were set up to do f- four songs, mm-hmm. I think. And it, it was so, it, I, I got to give a shout out to him. He was so comfortable in there. He made me feel so comfortable. I hate tracking because I'm my own worst critic, you yeah. know, and it was it was just so comfortable. Then we just wind up tracking another song like right away and, you know, it, it was it was great. It was a good experience. 
It's uh, nice when that works out like yeah, that because you yeah. do. You build yeah. yourself up to be I like, oh, I don't even feel fuck this that all comfortable tracking at home. Okay. <laughs> yeah. well, that's pretty good. That's good. Well, now, did you guys do it kind of live-ish or to a click or keep just the bass and drums and then layer everything? We did scratch tracks with Carmine. So Will and myself played along with him and uh, got all the drum tracks. And I think we kept most of the bass tracks, yeah, right? Yeah, we kept bass and most of yeah. the bass tracks. Make and it feel like it's still together it. when yeah, you do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've always done that. Yeah. You know, we've always played. Well, Carmine, I've always I know tried to play. It's probably a terrible to, thing to say, but it's. I've never played with a click track, and I can't mm-hmm. see <laughs> playing with a click track just because it. <clears throat> a lot, like a lot of our songs, are not very steady, like the whole way through. You know, okay. it's not the same tempo, and it drops, and then you got to tempo map it, and I. I I just hear there's all kinds of like crap you need to do, and I'm like, let's just play a song and we play it. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. Like, I don't know. Well, it's half a dozen of one or the other, yeah. I feel, you know? Well, like, like human yeah. element of it, too, where it's, you know, so it doesn't sound like a machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah. We, we went in there with the plan to do four, and then just sitting there, like, eh, we got time, do this other one. And then mm-hmm. knocked it out. And I think, uh, was, we're getting ready to record again. Because right now it's more about, like, like I said, uh, the, ve- the vessels. The band has been around for a while. I like to overestimate and say 10 years, but we were just talking before it might be more like eight. <laughs> but there's a lot of songs that have or that have only either been recorded in instrumental format or never been recorded. And so that have been around a long ass time. So at this point, it's more like cataloging. You know, we knocked yeah. out five. They, uh, they have some other CDs before I was in there. They're just instrumental. But, uh, you know, we want to knock those out again with some vocals on them. So... Yeah, I think we're our next round is we're gonna record in uh, Carmine's home setup, but then send it off to Pete at Submergent to do like the mixing. Nice. So it's also worth mentioning that Vessels is William's first band that he's <laughs> ever been in, and just calling him out. New. This, this is true. You had a trial run with us, and then you had to bow out for a little while, and then you ended up coming back. This is also true. Yeah, I was. <laughs> well, I was tattooing Will. That's how we got to know each other, and he was telling me all the time how he was playing guitar, and he's got all this great gear, and he's doing all these things, but he's never played with anybody. I said, "Dude, you're missing out on like the best part." I think of playing in it, like being a musician is playing with other people. So finally, I convinced him to come jam with us, and. Um, and it went great, but you know, then you know, you had some stuff you had to work on, so you mm-hmm. bowed out. And then he and we we got another bassist and a second guitarist. None of that worked out. And then um, and then Will came back into the fold, and you know, it's uh, it's it's just nice also to record like because we've had these songs for a while to hear William just putting in his his bass lines and everything and how different it sounds. Put this flavor on it. Yeah, and they're still evolving. Some of these songs are as old as when the band started, and then to have Sean adding on top. When we recorded at Pete's, it was like. Just hearing everything so clearly. Because when you're at practice, you know, I'm sure you as a vocalist, it's like, the guys hear what you're doing, but they don't know exactly what you're doing, you know? They record, and you're like, okay, now I hear it all, so. That's the line you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, Son of a bitch. (laughs) That's crap. This is is actually the first time I ever had a PA for practice for the band. None of my other ones ever knew what I sounded like till it was showtime or recording time. (laughs) Just me standing in a room yelling by myself. Punk rock. Now, <laughs> you guys are going to pretty much, you're going to catalog everything. Right, is there plans to put it out? Like how you guys go about promoting yourselves, whether it's a show, whether it's putting the music online, mm. you know? We've been kind of making that up as we go along because of COVID and everything. I mean, everybody's I mean, been doing that. Yeah. I mean, we, we played one show since Sean's been in the band and it was at the Brighton Bar when they were doing the outside shows and it was like, and that was a year before the show we just did at Dingbat. So like, We've just been like we have a show. We put it up on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And, and yeah, but I mean we're we're talking about making physical releases. But again, since we're not really playing shows, is it worth making records? Is it better to make CDs? How many people buy CDs right now? It's so hard. See, to everything I'm saying is you, you go digital and then you do like a limited, like a like a almost like a pre-order on a vinyl. Yeah, a lot of bands you know? do that now. And that's yeah. really it. Yeah. You keep it digital and you do yeah. a pre-order on the vinyl. That mm-hmm. way you're only pressing what you need. And yep. you can, yeah. I see people doing everything with pre-order now, even like other tattooers I know when they want to make art, they'll do a pre-order before they even make it because they just don't want to have them sitting around. You yeah. Know? And you know, we've made a lot of CDs in the past and it's Please. just I mean, like, CDs, are, it's dead. It's, they're, yeah. they're, they're not a factor anymore. Yeah. It's, like it's good for a promotional tool. Oh, yeah, but you were saying, even players. brand new cars, 
They don't come with CD players anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. you. You got to pay extra if you want one now. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. <laughs> and vinyl has a long wait list now. It's like yeah. a year or more now to get vinyl made. Yep. Oh, wow. And plus, like so expensive. Plus, it's because it's making such a huge comeback right now. It is. There yeah. still isn't. They're not like new plants aren't opening up yet. They're still working with the same probably three or four in the world that have been around. That ones that survived. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I don't even. I think there's only one in America that I know of. I mean, I know they make them in like the Czech Republic and. I don't know where Pirates Press makes theirs. I know a lot of people make records to them. I don't know if they're a a middleman or if they actually press the vinyl themselves. Know. But we were looking at going through them because a lot uh, of underground goes, a lot yeah, of underground yeah. bands go through Pirates Press. Well, I feel so. like almost everything is like you order through a company for, and this isn't just records; it's everything you order through a company. But somewhere down the line, they, there's a factory in China and they're making it. And you know, because Americans don't make anything, literally nothing. Yeah, very little nowadays. We just we just order things from other countries and then slap our logo on it and say we are creators. Mm-hmm. You know? We thought of it; they just made it. Yeah, for us, so. I think for us, it, for all of us, I think our age group, it, there's something about buying something. Yeah, know, yeah. Oh, and I, I totally I agree. I feel the same yeah, way. Yeah. But I want vinyl. The younger generation doesn't I give know, a shit about I that. Know, they yeah. they want to click a button, have it on their phone, and beep. It doesn't just, even sound as good. Yeah, oh. from your phone when you Bluetooth, it sounds terrible compared to the right. And that's sad. Yeah. We've gotten used to that. I know because it's <laughs> yeah. so convenient. Yeah, you know. And I mean, but, I I understand that because when this when it all for that all started coming out, like when iPods became the big thing. Like, I, I was living kind of a nomadic lifestyle, and I did not want to have anything with me anymore, you know? Yeah. My binders of CDs, moving to a new apartment every, like, six months or whatever. I'm like, I don't want this shit anymore, and mm. moving all over the place. So it was great when it was digitized, and I could have my whole music collection, more music than I ever dreamed of, and not have to lug around all this shit, which was just impossible at one point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now that I've come around to, like, you know, I'm staying in one place forever, and I've actually started a vinyl collection... Yeah, give me some physical stuff. (laughs) What's like the kids nowadays, they'll never understand what it's like to go when you had to wait outside of a CD store for a midnight release on an album, you know? Or like if you really wanted something, like I remember when Against All Authority, All Fall Down came out, I heard that in someone's car. I'm like, I fucking need this album. And then I had to like shop around every mall in, you know, like three counties around to find it. I'd get my mom to drive me to like the Freehold Mall where the Hot Topic had one copy, you know? <laughs> Which is sad that that's how a lot of kids would have to buy vinyl if they wanted to, or if maybe it's just still people our own age that go buy it. But like Barnes and Noble has a lot of vinyl now. Yeah. You oh, know, wow. it's just, it's no. weird because like yeah. Hot Topic got rid of their vinyl, but now, you know, you can well, go you buy can, it at Barnes and Noble. You can go to Urban Outfitters and buy some like Lana Del Rey. Yeah. Vessels is going to be an Urban Outfitter someday. <laughs> Mark it down. We just got to make that cover look slick, though. How we're going to get in there is we're going to make it, and I'm going to put it on the rack when no one's looking and run away. Yeah, gorilla style. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've been watching that Wu-Tang show, and they did some pretty crazy shit to get their records in people's hands. It was like, respect. <laughs> <laughs> they did not care. It was yeah. guerrilla warfare, you know. Oh, man. So, future plans for you guys. Let's go plans. a year or two. What are you thinking? I mean, it'd be great to, you know, keep recording, not just wait like once a year, keep doing, you know, whatever we feel like doing and still playing shows. But, you know, we've never well, really played a lot of shows. Playing so. playing shows more consistently. Yeah, that would be nice. In a, yeah. So I definitely think, you know, we're, we're on this next wave of recording stuff that's going to hit soon. And uh, once that that's out now, I think I learned a bit of a, a little bit of a lesson from our last release, which was if you just drop the. If you just drop the whole enchilada all at once, <laughs> you, you have some excitement for like a week and then people just stop giving a shit. You got to string this stuff along. <laughs> you got to get your five and you got to put out like a single like every two months and then the big release at the end. Now you've taken your small amount of material and stretched it out into months of content. That's yeah. the word, right? The content. Yeah. Yep. You know, you got you to gotta stretch out your content and make it count. So definitely the next batch, I, I, I want to be doing something consistently um, mm-hmm. because... You know, right now we're very stop and start. We do a lot of stuff all at once, and it's quiet for a while, and a lot of stuff because we're all busy people doing a lot of things. Yeah, life gets yeah. in the way sometimes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and like you said, the shows are it's it's very 
it's very inconsistent just finding places to play where you're not playing the same place over and over again. Oh yeah, like, you 100%. know, I, until we played until we played with you, I wasn't familiar with your band. Carmine was, so I was like, I didn't even know how long you guys had been around, how many yeah. shows you've played. You know, it's always great to meet more you know local yeah. bands and just feel like, oh, we would definitely play with them again, even if it's just having the variety. I think that's another thing we'd yeah. like to just keep playing shows and play with different bands, you know, and play with different styles of music. You know, I, I also think within a year we will write a new song. It's gonna happen. <laughs> we have a few new songs. Throughout the years, Chuck and I had, had, had the uh, the situation where we were in a band and we wrote some good stuff, and it was like, man, I wish we'd tracked that. I wish we had that somewhere. I forgot how that song went. Yeah, or it got you lost somehow. Yeah. Just, or... You can't like just even just that record it and have it to so you can just go back and go, oh yeah, that actually was a pretty decent song. Or whatever, yeah, you know. Yeah, because remember the time when you wrote it, where you were, you know, things like that. Yeah. And we lost a lot of that, you know, through the years. And yeah. He said, he goes, dude, I don't ever want to do that again. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. you guys know Jesse Shar from Second Skin, right? Yeah. He's a, he jams with us on one of our side projects. And uh, all the time, I'll just have my phone in the corner just recording video. Because they, they always say shit. I'm like, but dude, I'm like, you, you never know. I have some stuff on there where like, I'll play it back on a video like three months later. And we're like, yeah. oh, right. I remember that. That just happened to us the last yeah. couple weeks. We just started jamming. I record like, everything. We never man. recorded it. And it was like... I can try to remember it, but they're like maybe he didn't remember what he was doing or you know whatever, and it's not never the same unless you have yeah. some real. I probably have like three hundred videos on my phone of just mm-hmm. me with an acoustic guitar playing riffs. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But then it turns into like you have so much that you, and then you never look at it. <laughs> yeah, it could be overwhelming. Yeah, but then you might time, you might yeah, just yeah, scroll yeah. through, find that one, and then yeah. it hits your brain and you just start running with it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, I, I still remember in yeah. in another band we re- we recorded a jam. And the drummer did a very particular thing on the cymbal, and we we're all really digging it. And then, like a month later, we're like, "All right, that song we jammed on for, let's like finish this." As so we're doing it, we're like, "This is good, but it's not as good as I remember it being." And I kept staring at the drummer and being like, "You were doing something different." <laughs> and he was like, "No, man, this is exactly what I was doing." And then I finally pulled it up, and he didn't want to do it because he thought it was like a rip off of some Rush song or something. But we all, as a collective, said, "You're playing that cymbal the exact way you did it because it's awesome." No, 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 it's a Rush song. It's okay. <laughs> so yeah i mean yeah we talked about like doing a couple covers which is something we've never done that's another thing that's on the agenda too okay you know, oh yeah i proposed the idea of doing like a couple old nirvana songs like from like bleach because okay. they're heavy you know and they're you know i just thought maybe we could put a cool stamp on them yeah. i i wanted to do snapcase harrison bergeron just because i always wanted to do snapcase still do bergeron. it you can still do it yeah, that'd be great. We're I doing it. We're doing it tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it works if you do it well. Like with useless, it always goes over well. We do Bill Withers, ain't no sunshine. People see us and they don't see that coming at all. Yeah, I thought it worked really well. Yeah, it works. Yeah, it it, it sounds good. good. Yeah. And I think we do it justice, and everybody's yeah. always like, "That was, we did not see that coming, but that was awesome." And mm-hmm. it just, that's how you connect with people. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, covers are. Um, Obviously, all covers no good to me yeah. anyway. Yeah, but, but some, uh, sometimes you gotta you gotta you gotta get that hook in there yes. before you really yes. set it. Right. You know? yeah. yeah, like it's and that people will remember you by, and it's yeah. hard. it's you want to stand out. I mean, it's definitely come around to like having probably like two in a set because you you people don't know the majority of people who see you aren't gonna know who you are. Yeah, or your songs, and really what people want to hear are songs they know. It's just how it is. So, you know, you throw out something they do know, and then follow it up with your your big one that you want them to know that. It's like priming them. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to they don't care. Yep. And there, there's no such thing as an attention span anymore. Yep. You know, but one song, if you don't have them hooked on that one song, they're on to the next. Yeah. This first chord is boring. <laughs> yeah. Man, that second one better be yeah. good. <laughs> but it, you guys know, it, when playing shows, like a lot of times, like people show up for the band they came to see, yeah. and they might stick around for that one song for the next band. And if you don't hook them right away, they're right out the door. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, you've got, I've done it too. I mean, yeah. I like to go and stay for the whole show, but there's. Oh, yeah. Well, even like our Dingbat show, I mean, that show went late, and I oh. wanted to see all the bands, but man, it was thinking about that hour yeah. and hour yeah. plus drive home. You guys obviously were yeah. driving even further, and I was like, mm, "This is rough, man. This is this is yeah. rough to stick around." I just played there the other day, and it was like I said, I left there at like one o'clock in the morning, and I'm just like, "Son of a bitch." Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think this this comes back around to like the general the general public is not going to give a shit. So you yeah, know, fine. other other 
other musicians are the ones that have to give a shit, you know? Yeah, that's like, the problem. A lot of them don't. If it doesn't, yeah. if it doesn't, you know, directly affect them, they can yeah. give two shits too. But that's, I don't know. That's, that's something I've been taking like very seriously lately. Like I try to go to at least one local show a week. Uh, I stay for the whole thing. I talk to everybody, mm-hmm. you know, I give them stickers and I have a little like playlist I made. That's just New Jersey local bands. Try to get people to follow it. It's got 20 followers. It's blowing up. Uh, hey, I mean, every bit counts. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's you could just people that I probably know that would actually listen yeah. to a local hey, band. Yeah. It, got, it got my track 19 more listens, so it worked out, there I guess, go. a little yeah, bit. Um, but no, it's it's very much... And it's also, you know, it's easy to say, hey, like, no one no one gives a shit, so, like, why would I give a shit? But, you know, everyone's got to push us. Everyone's yeah. got to push through and, and do their small part. Mm-hmm. And hopefully someone else follows the example. You know that's how the mm-hmm. scenes are made yeah. and the community and all that. Yeah, and yeah. When you're when you're trying to be part of the like, if yeah. you're considered part of the underground, you know anything really. It's like the people are passionate. There might not be a lot of them, but at least yeah. they're passionate about oh, it. Oh yeah, and know? that's that's why it's cool that you guys are doing something like this. Like this is a great example of that. You know, you guys are in bands and you're. Here boosting up other bands. You yeah, know, just yeah, like this, talking, yeah. just we just talking. like talking music to people, man. That's, yeah, that's really it. Yeah, like I'm. I'm lucky with my job. I get to talk to people all day and hear what they're up to. But, you know, I, I've learned so much about what other people do just by having a conversation. That's why podcasts oh, yeah. are awesome. You know? Yeah, but it's it's a, a lot of it goes back to also is everybody has so much accessibility to everything at the tip of their fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like it's if you're not making that instant impression on them, that's like they just swipe 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 and you, you know they're four bands down by the time yeah, they even think about giving a shit about you yeah get that connection and i mean the other the other part is there's definitely a i don't know if it's a stigma but it's like a mental thing where and and everybody does it you just we we listen we all listen to the bigger bands you know mm-hmm. even like moderately like in the scene you know we're all listening to like bigger hardcore bands it's it's like pretty rare for people to be like oh yeah i listen to nothing but like local music like 75 percent local music or even like unsigned mm-hmm. you know uh, it it's mix, pretty though, rare, you know. Yeah, there's always somebody new out there to discover. Some yeah, people just don't care, you know. I mean, enough to like, you know, they're like they'll just stick with what they like. Yeah, and it's also I don't know. I'm stubborn. Yeah. I always look for new things because it may, and it might just feature somebody that was in another band that I liked. Yeah, I mean, I've been reading Decibel probably since it started, and it was like that's my main reason for doing it is because like it, they're always reviewing bands, they're always talking about you know new, new things that are coming out, and it just keeps me inspired. I think to keep doing it because you know, like you said, it, yeah. sometimes you feel like, why am I doing this? Like, it's I like stale, doing it, yeah. but yeah, yeah, you know, you want to know that somebody cares out there, you know. So, so we, we started doing this, and then we also have an idea of down the line we want to start bringing in like you know a guitar player from this band, a bass player from that band, drummer from over there, mm-hmm. singer from over here, just throwing them in a room and say, "You guys got three hours to write a song." <laughs> That's a cool yeah. idea, and just see what happens. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, bring all different genres, different backgrounds, and just mm-hmm. throw them in a room. That's a hell of an see idea. See what the fuck happens. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, that could get very MTV too. It get dramatic. It could. <laughs> you get the right well, mix. You never know. You, you get right the right mix. mix of people. It could, could turn out freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Band, that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's a great idea, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't steal it. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it I can't the, wait to see. You know, it'll, it'll bring that sense of community back. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's what's missing today. Is like, yeah. there's certain bands like we're, we're all friendly. You know, like we hang out at shows together. But for a lot, there's a lot of bands that show up, play the show, sit in the corner, watch a couple bands, and then they're gone. Yeah, no. you know. Yeah, we've always tried to fight against that, but, even with like the people that are in the yeah. band that we're playing with. We vote. We just always did that when we were young. It just nobody said to do it. It just yeah. seemed to make Except sense. Except me, growing up, it was always you were there from start to finish. You hang out with the bands. You hang out with the fans. You yeah. know, you just everybody hung out. You'd even hang outside outside of shows. You know, you meet somebody in other bands and you'd be like, oh, you guys want to go grab a beer? We'll go, you know? And you think that like Instagram and stuff would help with that, but sometimes I feel like it makes us more disconnected because we don't know what to latch onto. But like if you're physically in a room with people or something, it's like you will talk to somebody eventually. You know, but it's even that you have so much at your fingertips, like yeah. you feel like you're involved, like you see the pictures and you know what's going on in their life, yeah. but you haven't seen them in a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, but, but you don't think about that because you see them on your phone yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you're, yeah, you're yeah. clicking yeah. like, you're you know retweeting or whatever, but that's not actual participation. Yeah, exactly. it's the illusion not. of participation. And also, part. it's one of those things. Just like everybody having a voice, like a, a platform, means that it's hard to pick any voice out because everybody's mm-hmm. screaming all at once. Oh, it's you know? so saturated you can't focus yeah yeah so i don't know it's it's hard to find that thing that it's all honestly i'd say it's almost worse than how it was before the stuff because 
I don't know, at least you could hand out flyers and maybe that would make a dent because people weren't being inundated with stuff like a flyer. This is interesting. Oh, we, we, we made flyers for one of the shows we played over the summer and people were like, what's this? I'm like, yeah. it's a flyer for the show. Wild. Yeah. This is a lost art. We, yeah, we, we yeah. still yeah. do well, this. I used to love making flyers. Yeah. We would oh, go to man. Kinko's and make <laughs> copies. But then yeah. it would be funny because we'd go to Kinko's and make flyers and Jacko from the Brighton, who was, I don't know, 20 years older than us is there making flyers too so yeah. it's like because he's an old punk rocker he's like yeah. that's, that's what he did he was yeah. too stubborn to have somebody else do it for him so he'd be there gluing pieces of paper making it old school style yeah. we're like look Jacko's still doing it we gotta keep doing it yeah I, uh, I went to see uh, Kirkby Kiss playing at, in Smithville which was hilarious like you know it's cute little Smithville with their little shops and then you have like hardcore punk band playing in the gazebo in the middle just like oh <laughs> and uh, someone in a Don't Tread On Me shirt got really upset and got the show <laughs> shut down, honestly. That's, that is that is a thing that happened. Uh, but uh, Jay from Stomp Out there's Abuse. There's always somebody that ruins yeah. it. <laughs> Jay, Jay from Stomp Out Abuse, because I was playing another show with them later, uh, like two weeks down the line, just walks up to me and hands me a stack of paper. I'm like, what the hell is this? He's like, flyers for your show. You got to hand them all out. And I'm like... I haven't done this in like 20 years, man. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I've handed out a flyer. But, you know... Jay's an intimidating guy, and when he says to do that, uh, yeah. I, I went out and did he's, it. He's a great dude. I mean him. Nah, he's great. I love him. We grew guy. up together. Love I've known guy. him for a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's always cool, but I just mean, you know, you got the guy with the with the middle finger tattooed on his head, like, you're going to hand out the flyers, right? I'm like, I got your back, Jay. I'm going to hand out the flyers. Right now. <laughs> Smile while I do it. <laughs> Mr. Mister, uh, don't tread on me. Here's a fly to our show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we played a couple shows for him at uh, when they did a couple in Hebrew Park and Lacey. They were, mm-hmm. they were always fun. They had the grills going, bands yeah. playing all the yeah. song. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was good times. Good times. All right. That's all for you. Now. Anything you guys want to talk about? You want to bring up? Well, I was just going to say about the Dingbat show again. It's just that being the first show we've been back to, you know, in a while. And like, it was that I was reminded of why I like going to shows when I was younger and going and not knowing who all the bands, what they sounded like. And I think just walking in there and knowing that, like, obviously it's us and Stagger and some of the bands I was familiar with, but I had heard you guys. And I love that, you know, that stoner sludge, whatever genre. So it's like, to hear you guys was like, oh, it was a genuine enjoyment of hearing a new band that I didn't know about. So yeah. it was like, it was just a reminder of like, it is fun to go to shows. You know? Yeah, because you, you never know. You, you might know. find that diamond in the rough that you like. You just, yeah. like Saturday night we played at Thingbats and this band, uh, what the fuck was their name? Hidden Sixes. They're from Nashville. Hidden Sixes. So yeah, Hidden Great Sixes. Name. And uh, they showed up and they they get on stage and we're like, what? They got like the djembes and all sorts of stuff. And they're like, half our band couldn't make it. So we're just going to, just gonna do what we can, and they played with an acoustic guitar. And this is like a straight up metal band, and they played with an acoustic guitar, a drummer, and the singer, and that was it. And they were doing all these weird like drum circles, yeah. and it was really cool. Wow. And I was like, I was like, I really liked them, so I mm-hmm. looked them up this morning, and then I heard what they really sound like with their whole band, and I was like, these guys are fucking amazing. That's so crazy that they yeah. went in a totally different direction just to jam. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, they on tour, just the three of them. Yeah, and then the drummer was like, I'm sitting there, I'm like. I told my buddy, I'm like, that, that guy looks like a jazz drummer hiding in a hardcore band. And then I talked to him outside. He goes, I've never played rock and roll before in my life. He goes, I'm a swing drummer, and they recruited me two hours before they took off for the tour. Wow. Oh my because God. I've He's never, because I've never played with these guys before two days ago. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, wow, well, I picked that one right out, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's inspiring. You know, that makes me wonder. It's like, but you know, even yeah. now, I'm like, I find in bands, I'm like, man, like I really dig them. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. they're, they were cool. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, uh, I don't know, it's like you hear stuff like that, and it's like, why can't I go on tour? It's forever with all these established people, and then there's other guys going out. It's like, yeah, we just picked up a drummer off the side of the street, and like three guys couldn't go, and we said, fuck it, we'll just go anyway. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of bands would have been like, well, we're not going on and tour. And on the way here, they played, like, they played, they played uh, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. then here. They played in Brooklyn last night, and I'm wow. like, yeah. It's awesome. Just gotta, you know, hope you're gonna, you know, turn a few heads and make some money to go to the next show. I mean, right now, God, I mean, touring is so, un, uh, like, inconsistent for established bands. I can only imagine what it's like for like a like a new oh, yeah. or something. You know, yeah, bands yeah. are doing. There's runs. no money in it. Oh no, <laughs> no. no. You gotta sell t-shirts. You gotta sell merch. Yeah, yeah. merch. Yeah, t-shirt salesmen's. You know, that's what we are. <laughs> <laughs> somebody in some salesman? band said, Oh, like, congratulations, you're now a t shirt salesman, you know, meaning now you're going on tour with your band, you know. Yeah. But 
it's like you know merch is a way to make money you it's know? uh you know you don't write the songs for the art you write the songs because they're a pitch for the shirt because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like carmine said you can leave the show with a tangible thing well carmine's the know? king of merchandise yeah i'm the king of merch what? You know, I yeah. like, I'll bump up my oh. anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> table. We can fucking skateboards, you know. I mean? Every it's time like, I play the show with you, I see you walking in, you got, like, a table, you got, like, all these boxes <laughs> and shit. Yeah. The first thing you do is set up all the shit. Yeah. Well, you now know, it's double. doing that with these guys, too, you know. Yeah. It's like, I started making shirts at home. <clears throat> so I'm like, it's actually probably cheaper to pay somebody else to do it because they get everything at such bulk. And it's a time like, investment, eh, too. whatever, you know. I'll mm-hmm. just go in my basement and fucking make some T-shirts, so, mm-hmm. like, I got a kit yeah. and I started doing it. And we do have a lot of cool ideas for merch. I'm, I feel like I'm always coming up with more ideas. It's just a matter of like yeah. making it right now if we're not playing shows, you know. But we but we will definitely. Yeah. Well, that's always the best merch we ever too. had was beer koozies, man. Those things just we sold them for like three bucks a pop, bro. We, we sold like 400 of them yeah. in like two weeks. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and knowing your audience. I mean, yeah. did you guys play at Manaferkin? Yeah, we yeah, played, that's we played amazing. A couple I times, would love yeah. to play a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> they actually the, the old, we uh, we played at uh, Burton Betty's on LBI, and we were sitting there, and I'm setting up, and the guy can feel a tap on my shoulder. I turn, it's the owner of Manaferk, and he's like, "Dude, I came here just for you." Wow, I was like, "That's awesome." He's like, "Yeah, it's like next time we're we're gonna kill it. We're gonna kill it." I'm like, "You let me know. I'll be there." Wow, that's I went cool. to Manaferkin like actually because you know I, I I was just going out like scouting out places <clears throat> to to play possibly, and I knew they had bands there every now and then. But when I, when I looked at that place, I'm like, I don't even know where a band will play in here. Outside. It's out. Okay. Outside, yeah, so now yeah. it's too cold. They have like a little deck in the back area where yeah. they have the little beer garden. Do the uh, do small. the doors go up? Like it's like garage door kind of thing? Yeah, for the main dining area. Place. Yeah, but like when you're looking at the building off on the okay. left back by the woods, yeah. there's a whole little like beer garden outside oh, okay. area. Yeah. Oh, sweet. And they got like a little deck built in the corner for the bands to set up on. Oh, mm. sweet. It's like a little stage. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, well, they're good yeah, people over there. Don't make money anymore. It's just merch. But you yeah. gotta spend it to make it, and hopefully make it. So, I mean, that's an investment too, you know. Yeah, it's like, where, where I know where I'm at in the game, and like we're useless. We're like we're not in it for making money, bro. Mm-hmm. We just do it because it's what we've done for we 20, 20, 30 years. You know, it's yeah. just what yeah. we do. We do it because we love it. That's, yeah, and that's it. Yeah. It, it costs us money. Of course, it probably does. <laughs> most hobbies do. I mean, if you're like, you know. If you're, there's a lot of things you do that you're not really looking for a financial return, but you know, I don't know. How long have you guys been a band? Useless formed in 08. Oh, okay. Yeah, we took like four years off in the middle oh. due to personal differences. But ah, uh, personal differences, <laughs> yes. Well, but we've been back together for about three and a half years, four years somewhere. Nice. Yeah, I'm wondering about that. Yeah, and hey, I've seen you guys playing the gym. I'm like, they're still together. I thought they had broken up or something. Like, oh, we did. You were right. We took a break for a while. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of bands do that. Yeah, we know? just kind of separated for a little while, let everything cool off, and then yeah. cooler held, yeah. you know, prevailed. And yeah, well, yeah. now you, uh, you know, and and you guys, you have to say, Ben, because you have the ultimate sticker connection. Oh yeah, so. Ian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize that he was in your band. I oh, started following that, on Instagram, and I was like, oh wait, he's in the band. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> Where's you know, the paper. The paper. The paper. There's a paper. There it is. Okay. Speaking of Ian and his sticker company, one of you gentlemen can read that because he is a sponsor oh. of the podcast. Oh, nice. Oh. The power of sticker Jesus compels you. Full color, waterproof, and UV resistant decals printed for your art, business, club, or anything you want to promote. DM his ass holiness on Instagram <laughs> at st- Stuck Up Sticker Company or email him at Stuck Up Sticker Company at gmail.com to start your order today. Remember, Stuck Up is your source for signs, stickers, banners, and way more. And if you mention the Jersey Shore Musicians podcast, you will get 10% off your first order. That's really I, nice of them. Yeah, I, I would like to pitch my experience with Mr. Sticker Jesus. <laughs> uh, he, he, made, he made stickers for, for my other band, Meteor Police. Uh, that features William as Yes, well. that also features Mill. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And, he, and you want to know what? At so, he will also at some point make stickers for vessels because I'm, yeah. Just because. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty good at it, yeah. Yeah, he makes good stickers. Yeah, uh, I love seeing the stuff I, he makes. I hit him up. He had it done a week later. It was way cheaper than I thought it was going to be. And uh, I drove to his house to pick him up, and his driveway is very steep, and my car is very low, and I scraped the front of my car. So, 
<laughs> if you're going so to park in the street next time, parking <laughs> one part. If you have a low car, like in a dummy like me, do not park in his driveway. Just park in front. The garage is right there. It's easy. Or have him send them. In or he'll the send them. He'll send them. It's fine. See stickers. That's another lost art. You know, like not a lot of yeah. a lot. Of, we I'm not even lying. We have like 400 stickers. Yeah. Like different. Oh, stickers. I know. I received like, one of every single crazy one. amounts. Whoa. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing of uh, like he just gets bored and yeah. photoshops well, us into things. And right. Makes well, remember absurd when, sticker. <laughs> about it like remember when like buying a sticker pack was like a thing where you yeah. could be like i even thought of doing it for my own art you know just being like selling for five bucks and have like five stickers in it or something like that but like you know you, I've just, so many of us are used to just getting them for free yeah, you know yeah. unless it's like a big you know the big ass bumper stickers yeah. that used to be a thing one of our most popular it was about that it's about that big you know, it's it just a target and it said piss here and we used to stick them in the urinals and it just said useless across the middle of nice <laughs> i like the uh the jack daniels one the what the jack daniels bottle one the jack daniels yeah, one, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. i mean the option the, the oh. you know the ideas are limitless so. yeah oh and then the other thing is uh when 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 you uh see him he gives you like every sticker he's ever made <laughs> he designed our logo for us yeah 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 Oh, that's rad. Yeah. yeah. But so, like, I came away from just getting my stickers with so many stickers, I could cover my house in them. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's you get a lot of freebies. That's what he does. That's all what he of, does. All of my cases have a useless sticker on them. <laughs> that's the way it and should a, be. And a picture of a pinup girl. Because, yeah, you know, that's, they're that's, in there too. That's Ian, too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, awesome. our, our final question I'm going to want an answer from each one of you. All right, Bill, you got to talk this time. Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll try it. All right. If there's one thing you could change about the music scene, what would it be and why? One singular thing. And don't worry, this one always stumps everybody. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, you can, you can go say burn Because you'll down. get like 50 things, but you can only pick one. Yeah. Yeah. I think because we were talking about it earlier, I just wish that Spotify would, would compensate bands better. I yeah, just, but that's I, not the scene. That's just like the big... 800 pound gorilla that we yeah. all yeah ask approval for that's just what i always think about because of all the work well, that bands yeah. put in and they could have thousands of followers on spotify but yet they make they could have all these streams and they're not making shit from it three tenths of a penny that's three it, tenths yeah. of a penny oh well, hey if you're a major label artist you sign a special contract with them you'll get a whole penny mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know how to stack oh. that kind of money <laughs> yeah <laughs> shit yeah, that would be my that's the first thing I, I thought of. I, I don't know. I just wish that like music wasn't so clicky. Like I, I get there's like scenes and stuff, but like there shouldn't be like I don't know like limits to a scene or like who. Like, you know, sometimes like there's certain scenes, like like even like the death metal scene is very specific and it's like oh. one way. Yep. But mm-hmm. I think you should be able to venture out. Like there could be like no matter who you are, or what you do, or what you go home to, you can enjoy music. You don't have to like stick to like you don't have to be like the image of what the scene is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes scenes are too clicky. Like the straight edge scene used to be like. Yeah, really awful in, mm-hmm. in some ways, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't. That's what music shouldn't be about. That should be everybody getting. Should together, be about the music, having mm-hmm. a good time. Yeah. We're just here to, for one thing and one thing only, and it's music. Let's have a good time and for the music. Mm-hmm. Back in the Stone Pony matinee days and the cafe bar days, you'd see, you know, human remains, and then you'd see like a, a ska band, yeah. the same bill. You know, yeah. and everything in between. And but we it worked at all. We would awesome. go to every yeah. show, and every band was different, and you stayed for all the bands, and it's. Yeah, yeah. there was no. It was just one group. It wasn't like no, it was just because like, that's when people yeah. loved music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, like we say it all the time, now music is nothing but like just background noise and elevator music. Mm. You know, like nobody has that love and passion for music. Like our generation is that last generation that really yeah. is passionate about it. All we know? can hope is that it swings back someday. Eh. I don't know. Well, it's I'll always ebbs and flows. I'll hang out with so many people and like, I'll be listening to music with them and they just like, won't even finish one, a song. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. And it's just, but, but it's like continuously they'll make it halfway through a song and skip to the next song. It's just like a cycle of skipping to the next song. Because like, there's so much accessibility to so much. Yeah. You just like, you hear a part and you're like, oh, that makes me think about that one. And then, yeah. oh, that one. But with, oh, what about this one? And then you just keep jumping and jumping and jumping. Yeah. I think if um, I could change something, it would be... more of what you guys are doing you know what I mean with helping bands out Mm -hmm. and promoting them and and, you know just uh, more networking you know what I mean? Oh, well, 100%. Yeah. Because I've even had people say to me, like, well, like, you know, you guys getting paid for this? I'm like, no, we just do this because we like Yeah. We like it. Mm-hmm. We don't get shit for this. When you started the Metal Fest, it was, uh, that's what we did it for. I mean, it was a little bit of, 
you know, I kind of wanted to see these bands, you know, but and get them all together. But it was basically networking, networking between all the bands from different states, uh, videographers, photographers, you know, things like that. For everyone to just kind of yeah. talk about networking. something to do with each other, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. You can only bitch about it so long. If you're not doing anything about it, like you can say, like, if you just sat and both, it, like, bitched all the time about how there wasn't a podcast where people just talked to musicians, you guys just went ahead and did it. You could have just kept on bitching about it and saying no, but you were like, no, no, we're going to do this thing. That's like you guys want to do the Metal Fest. It's like you, yeah. we all have an opportunity to really do something, and it could be something small or something big. It's like making stickers or doing a podcast or doing the Metal Fest. Like we all have an option or just being in a band, you know, mm-hmm. and, and networking with other bands. I think that networking has always got to be a thing, you know, because, yeah. again, if there's no money to be made, the only thing you have left is the – connection to other creative people that's all you have left well to me that's the best part of being in a band is like the camaraderie of being in a band with like with your brothers that you play with all the time and then you you know the camaraderie without with all the other bands and you know like when you get a show where everybody knows each other and all the bands are hanging out and you know you're just partying all night long that's the best it is it's like you don't want it to end you know um so yeah, I guess playing off of the the talk, all talking about community and stuff. Uh, to to me, my I guess my biggest pet peeve is uh, just lack of responsiveness from people, um, especially from. And I guess this part of the scene is the people who run the venues, the the people who are you know the, the gatekeepers for who's going to play. And you know you can you can email them, you can go and try to see them in person, you can send them Instagram messages, and ninety percent of them just won't respond. Those ignore you. Sometimes it's timing so, or you know, well, yeah. just because I don't know, right I, person. Yeah, I, I just know I've I know that I have to go and talk face to face with people if I want to get shows in new venues. Um so really and it's also like I've set up shows and I'm trying to get bands on the bill and they just don't respond to their Instagrams or whatever. Like, you know, all their contact info. So I just just a general <laughs> Uh, like, I, how can we reach you? Here's yes. all our things. Okay, I'm, trying you like, you a, I'm trying to give no, you, you a. I'm trying to give you a gig <laughs> at a good place. Like, but see, what's that's, the that's more you want people just to be accountable. Yeah, you know, yeah. like if people want to participate, then participate. Like, go all in. Try. Do you know how many <laughs> times I've like had the metal fest go on, and I'm printing event shirts where it's like the thing in the front, and then there's there's. You know, all the band logos are on the back, and then these motherfuckers call like the day of or the day before, be like, "Yeah, we can't make it." And I'm going, "No, no, no, no. We booked this a year out, bro. You, no, you, no, you wouldn't. No, it's <laughs> <No. laughs> unacceptable. Did your band break and then, up? And yes. Then well, you're playing anyway. Stupid. Yeah. You know, I remember one show we did. It was two bands uh, weren't going to make it, and I just wasn't having it. And they, they actually wind up coming. You know, because it wasn't a good enough excuse, you know, and then having to change, you know, bands, shit happens. I, I can't yeah. I get that. But Yeah, but know, you put so for, much effort into making that day happen and for them to but fail out at the last we second. Want, we want to play shows, so why would you come up with some yeah, bullshit excuse not to like, play a metal Oh, fest, we didn't sell enough you know? tickets or whatever. And it's not about that, you know what I mean? When we make tickets yeah. and stuff, it's just, it, it's just easier for me to keep track of. Yeah. I don't like to sell tickets personally, but... Just whenever all the bands come in, there's a lot of them. Just individually, individual envelopes with tickets in it just makes it easier for me to mentally handle it. You yeah. know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, oh, we didn't sell any tickets. It doesn't really matter. Just come and play. You know, it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's not about that. I'm glad you had that attitude because yeah. we all know there's people like, wait, you didn't hit your 20 minute quota or your 20 ticket quota? Mm-hmm. Well, see, one, that question I just asked you, one of the first answers we got for that was pay to play. Yeah, fuck that if, shit. If anything, get ready to pay to play. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's ridiculous. It, and we've also well, talked to other people who have toured all over. It's like it's it's a northeast region thing. Like once you get out west, like pay to play really isn't a deal so out I, there. We're gonna yeah. do a barbecue. was gonna do a barbecue. They wanted us to pay to pay for the tickets in advance. I'm going no, no. It's a, yeah. it's a fucking barbecue. Where was it? That yeah. was down in Lacey. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I haven't. You guys probably been there before. Is ah uh, shit? I can't remember. Um, Barbecue and leasing. Yeah, I can't remember. It That's was a tough, tough spot. Spin down. <laughs> I played there once before, and it was uh, they couldn't get all the bands. A bunch of the bands backed out, so Ferg wound up getting a bunch of other bands together just to you know help the guy out. But it was yeah, this other guy was just like yeah, we just you got to sell tickets or whatever, or, or you know. I'll leave the tickets. You leave me the money, and I'm going. What do you mean? No, 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 no. That's not happening. No, no. I, wow. The that just doing means the work. you know. They're, oh yeah. They're packing their gear. They're taking a trip down to wherever they are. 
you know, they're playing, they're packing back up, they're driving home, paying gas and tolls. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no bands to, uh, to pay to play. I it's feel like I feel like it's kind of dying out. I mean, a lot. I I haven't had a pay. I've had one. A place offer a pay to play thing. I just ignored them. But outside of that, I feel like. But it's even like I said, prevalent. ticket demands are are pay to play. You get to Asbury, yeah, yeah. you know. Technically, you got the Pony, the House of Independence, all of them. Like you're going to have a minimum, and it's well, all yeah. you got to sign a contract. But they won't even like. Yeah. They won't yeah. even like yeah, pay Star attention to you if you can't yeah, pull yeah. like a hundred people. Oh so. yeah, yeah. it's, it's like yeah. Star Starlands the same way. Yeah. You know, you got most shows are minimum of a hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's why it's cool if you can get into like like the yacht club. Like that's free and they pay you. So. Yeah, because land goes. But to yeah, the, yeah, but every you know everywhere's got. Its but again, I, I think with a situation like 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 the yacht club or places like, there's only so many shows and so many slots. And yeah. There's probably and there's two. There's a million bands. people trying. Yeah. To get. yeah. There's a so it's a it, there, there's two things going on. Sometimes it's just not the shows you want to play, or it's you have to be in with the right crowd, or you're just one of. 50 bands that emailed about one particular show. And, yeah. and now, you know, post COVID, you have a bunch of venues that don't come back. You're going to have even more bands exactly. vying yeah. for those handful of shows. Yeah. Yep. 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 I mean, if, 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 if the majority of the bands that, that will just stand up and just not like, refuse to do a, a pay to play, mm-hmm. it, it'll go away. But it, it's not going to It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen because a lot of young bands are like, just want to play the damn show. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, so they don't it's even wanna, care. Yeah, just yeah. want to play. We're playing with, I don't know, whatever, El Nino or something. So we want to, I'll buy the damn ticket so we can play the show. Well, yeah. You know, that, yeah, I remember us doing that back it's in just the day. Not, it's not oh, right. It's so annoying. Yeah, you that's know. that's the hook. Like, if, if a place says, like, hey, you can open for. Who was I thinking about? Uh, uh, Waves. That was a show that was recent. And I was like harassing the place, feeling, like, hey, let my band open for Waves um, at the Anchor Rock Club. But uh, yeah, that's definitely a hook where someone will be like, all right, well, we'll let you hope open for that band, but you have to sell 50 tickets. I'm like, well, yeah. that band's already selling like 3,000 tickets. Why do you need my 50 tickets? Mm-hmm. No one cares about me. So it's yeah. just yeah. another way to get some more money out. And of we've it. talked about how it's so demoralizing walking up to somebody handing them like four or $5,000 yeah. and they yeah, hand yeah, you yeah. back like three, four hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> freaking ridiculous. Yeah. 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 There's a reason I can't play certain with certain promoters because of that. Yeah, so that's why I love Michelle. Michelle Michelle's great. Like she'll say, "Can you sell me twenty tickets?" And if you show up with like fifteen sold, she ain't gonna charge you for those she's last not five. Tell you yeah, not to, but she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she's she's, 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 she's pretty. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. <laughs> and that's Dingbats. Yeah, she's yeah, at Dingbats now. Yeah. yeah, she used to be champs yeah. out in Trenton. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. She's been all over the place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, promoters too. They just. They, it's rough, man. They just, I mean, it, they have a job too, and they need to make money too. I, I get that stuff, but yeah, but we've I had mean, like experiences with people where it's like they're just, it's like they, they believed in it enough to give you the show, but then they pretend like you don't exist, and it's like, well, we're here and we brought people. Like, I mean, just don't just ignore us, you know? Like, oh, I mean, unfortunately, gonna, I don't want to call you them out. Twenty nine I mean, tickets. Wow, we were just gonna pay you if you sold thirty. Like, what did you tell me? I would have bought a ticket so I can, you know, make a couple hundred bucks out of it. Like, come on, really? That's why I try to put my own shows on where I can, you know. And and the the Brightons are home, you know. That's Greg was just awesome. Yeah. And uh, you know, he he was fair. Yep. Everybody had a you know. Yeah, we played we played the Brighton, loved it there. Yeah. I don't know if it's uh, see, I I don't think that's coming back. Well, it did get. It's supposed to come back. They're, yeah, they're, they're keeping the name and everything. They just have to it's start gonna be doing. It's going to be a venue, as far as I know. It's going to be a venue. They're swapping everything around, so they just gutted it and they're just revamping the whole thing. And weren't we told that they're going to start doing different kinds of music to bring more people in? I guess because apparently mean, that was a big problem. As cool as it was, it was not making enough money to sustain itself because they were having shows all the time, but they weren't always well attended. So even though they were well, supporting local music. When it comes down to it, you still have to make money. It just goes back to people it. don't love music yeah. anymore. Right, man. right, right. But well, now it's... they might have to do like a Latin night or a, or a hip hop night or yeah. something like that just to get people in. Huh. Just you know, which is I heard when that thing first got bought, it was see you later restaurant. Like, and that makes sense. Well, yeah, that whole area of West End is like that. They yeah. don't like a you yeah. know a, a rock club is like so. That's this. the first yeah. I'm actually hearing. There's some restaurants on there too. You, you got yeah. Well, well, how many pizza joints are in on the grand scheme of things? That was the stain. There's uh, a Long Branch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to make it all new and fresh, and the Brighton's all old and crusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like. 
everything is, hey, we're going to make a restaurant. Hey, we're going to make a condo. Now we're going to make a condo above a restaurant. Look at, yeah. look at Red Bank. Red Bank used to have some really cool places, and yep. now it's it's so hoity-toity, you know? And Yeah. I mean, Red yeah. Tank is cool, the brewery. Well, my friend Mike just opened a music store in Red Bank. It's called Relic Music. It's a good shout out to Mike. Um, but he wants that. He's, he's going to start having shows in his store, like just free shows just to let local bands play. Cause he knows how hard it is. Well, that's he's awesome. a musician. Yeah, so uh, when's that happening, Chuck? <laughs> We're in there, man. <laughs> <laughs> he already, he already enlisted me to do a couple cool promotional things for their shop. I'm going to be painting up some custom, um, pedal guitar pedals. I'm going to oh, be painting okay. some up for him and stuff. Okay. And he just, he wants to have art shows. He wants to have like bands play because, that's what we need. We need places like that, you know, to just yeah. let a couple, like to have two bands play. It'd yeah. be perfect, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and even in Asbury, they're starting to pop up, like the Ghost Harbor Creative is the yeah, other place. Played, and then there's the other place, there. the basement somewhere. Yeah, uh, Semper Vivum. Yeah. I've done Wait. two there, and we got a third probably next month, I think. Yeah, but those those smaller probably. underground DIY yeah. kind of venues, are, yeah. they're starting even, to surface. Even the Bond Street basement has shows. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. that I've seen some death metal bands play down there. So <laughs> it's like, they're my main, uh, They're my main, like, please respond to anything I send you <laughs> problem at the moment. Yeah, I, again, I think, they're probably getting so many Yeah, all the time, bands, all the time. You know? You gotta know one of the guys, uh, like yeah, friends. That's how it was at the Asbury yeah. Park Brewery too. We had the same problem. Everybody wanted to play there because it was a really cool little venue. They were getting national well, acts, especially coming out there. of COVID. Like when we had yeah. Michelle on here and we talked to her, that was in the end of July. Yeah. And at that point, she was almost booked out until January, February. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like opening up. The you know, so yeah. As soon as as soon as COVID broke and everything opened back up, it was just like, boom! Everybody yeah. hit the ground for running. Yeah, well, yeah. That just it's, it's all overlapping. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, talking about the tickets reminded me of my favorite ticket experience, which was my first band I was in when I was like sixteen. My little punk band, Unwanted Sect. Who everyone said, "Why is your band called Unwanted Sex?" That you did that you... on purpose, didn't you? No, I. It was a lyric <laughs> from a song. A lyric from the. I was sixteen. I was very naive. <laughs> but we played at the Surf Club mm-hmm. at Seaside. Oh, what a great place! And uh, the that thing that night. Great. Now, this is like reverse tickets. Like, these should have been easy to give out. It was, I think it was like $15 to get in. But if you took this, like, voucher from a band, it was only 10 yeah. And then the band would get like a yeah, buck. Yeah, each band had their own color because yeah. Carmine yeah. and I did it That's plenty of right. times. I we remember that. Yeah. I remember those days. So that. it was. I'd miss that. We'd be out there at teen night giving all the, yeah. all the kids a Yeah, so it was thing, like, you know? e- that's easy, like, money, easy promo. It's, hey, guys, this is cheaper. I'm, I'm making it less for you. But, uh, yeah, we didn't really understand that we actually had to, like, try on those. So when we showed up and had given away, like, eight, the guy was pretty pissed. And then um, a bunch of our friends came, and we're all dirty punkers, and no one could afford the 10 bucks to get in. So we just said they were all in the band, and they just sat on the stage with us until at the end when we covered a Misfits song and everybody sang it. So needless to say, Unwanted Sect uh, did not get invited back to the surf club. That's so sad, <laughs> what i got i know story killed killed the head of our time (laughs) (laughs) and then the hurricane knocked it over so that was revenge that's true yeah I remember that place. I forgot about that whole color ticket thing. Yeah, I got it. It was the first time we actually made money and we're like, man, we barely even had to do anything. All we had to do was hand them out to people. Yeah. 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 But I think that place had a built-in crowd. I think that's probably why they did it that way. Because most places probably couldn't. Although, I don't know. I think some places could have probably done something like that you know yes. but because if you know that there it's a it's a it's a known venue and people are going to come regardless it's like you can just hand them out and then the band gets it's yeah, like the same as like always, writing your name down that you know? was always packed too yeah always. like hundreds of people in there at any given time well there was, was awesome. that was the only club in that area like yeah. orley beach seaside or whatever that was like that so i'm sure every kid went there yeah regardless yeah of i mean like i don't even i don't hear anything about like a teen night now for like bands and no, stuff like no, there's no. nothing like you're fucked until you're 21. Good yeah. luck, guys. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's like, like you're gonna go shit. hang out at the Inkwell. That's the only other thing you can do to like wait out. Well, there's some places that do teen nights, but it's it's a, it's a DJ. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm not counting now. Yeah. I'm counting it for bands. Oh so. yeah, well you know they, they got to go out and listen to Drake, man. Well, there you go. Need, yeah. you, need your Drake fix. I've been playing for uh, with with Frank Tonner for a while, and he at the Moose Lodge, and or the Cavern. He. Uh, I've got to witness some really cool bands and gotten friendly with a bunch of bands that he has had on. Brutality is one of them. Dude, they were great, they were right? Awesome. They great, were so great. I told Dude, as soon as they came off, star. as soon as he came off stage, I'm like, you got to promise me one thing, and he's like, what's that? I'm like, 
don't ever fucking change. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. what you just brought up there, that's 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 the basement. Like yeah. it only goes up from there. Yeah, that yeah. kid is so awesome. Oh, they were phenomenal. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a great kid too, man. I mean, it's, I mean, it, and, but dude, like that, it's and his like, parents, dude, they they, they, yeah. they cart these kids all over the all over the freaking place yep, to play yep. shows. I'm like, that's that's it right yeah. there. Right, right, yeah. right. That's like the same as like if you were in traveling soccer or something. Yeah, it's like yeah. the, they're, they're actually, you know, court, they're but they're like running social shows. media stuff for them and promoting their shows online. Yeah. And oh, like, the, oh, we're driving them over. You know, we're going to yeah. Pennsylvania today, New York oh, today, parents, New Jersey tomorrow. The parents as band managers. Yeah, a, a, a curse and a gift in some ways. Well, it's <laughs> nice to have that support, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's ba- hey, it's better than them not paying attention. Yeah, I mean, we were I know my... our parents supported what we were doing. You know, we would practice at Carmine's house or in my house. Like or shit. You guys are playing, but... Yeah. I yeah, go. they always supported us. <laughs> oh, my like God. Your dad's a big supporter, Will. Yes. My, uh... You just get, you get to... Hey, your siblings came to your you show. Oh, yeah, dad. well... My siblings giving a shit is a recent development. <laughs> and they, they don't even actually like it. They just show up just to show face. They're out of be, obligation. Be supportive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't twist their arm or anything. They just feel that they have to, I guess. But yeah, my parents couldn't give less of a shit. I I literally played a bunch of songs to my mom in the car one day and she didn't even say anything. <laughs> She's probably like, do I tell him this is terrible? She's just looking at me. So you're saying you hate it. <laughs> no, the best was uh, me and my friend Drew tried to start something up and, and we had we were recording a, a song just onto a laptop in his bedroom. We had a whole drum kit and everything in there and uh, his mom lived in Holiday, Holiday City. So we were recording an EP in the, the small little bedroom that he wasn't even supposed to be in in Holiday City. And at like two in the morning, <laughs> while we're all drunk doing this, his mom kicks in the door and goes, no one would ever like this, ever. You're wasting your time. No one will ever listen to anything you do. So shut the fuck up. And we were dying. We were crying, laughing on the floor. That's it was good. the funniest thing. I've ever that's good. All right, guys. Well, uh, we, we appreciate you guys coming out. Yeah, thanks for yeah, having us. Yeah, that was awesome. Thanks for thanks, uh, the stories. They were good. They were all good. All of them were good. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We tried. We babble. I babble. Yeah, you I babble. babble. That's what I do. Yeah. You're the singer. You're the holler. You're that's uh, that's why <laughs> you were you were a hooting in the holler. <laughs> thanks, guys, for having us. Ah, not Thank a problem. You. Thank you. And all right, tune in two weeks for the next episode of the Jersey Shore Musicians Podcast. Bye.